everybody. Uh, welcome back to uh, another world building bonus episode. Uh, I'm joined again by Eden. Hello, hello. How are you doing? All good over here. Yourself? Yeah, yeah. Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, before we get into this, I uh, I just want to put a a quick announcement out there to um, for the listeners. Uh, I know we've been kind of <laughs> doing a, a long string of bonus episodes really at this point over the last month or two. Uh, and I want to reassure you that um, the light of a new D&D campaign is on the horizon. I think I alluded to this in our uh, Q&A episode. Um, keep your eyes peeled very, very soon for some news on that. Uh, we're hoping, fingers crossed, hoping that the next episode we release is going to be the first episode of that. But uh, keep an eye on our social media pages for um, yeah, for the for proper announcements and everything. should be coming with you very soon. Um yeah, that's uh, that's that's pretty much it with the announcement. <laughs> I'm, I'm so used to like when I do announcements, it's in the like the proper intro to a uh, a full episode, and it's like I've pre-typed it and everything. Um, and now you've got to shift gears naturally yeah, and segue like, oh, into uh, <laughs> yeah. what we're actually doing. Brain, get back into gear. How do you talk about stuff? Um, so uh, yeah, back to today's episode. There we go. That's some hosting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be talking today about. Um, well, we're going to be coming up with a kind of sort of political kind of um, civil war style event that's happened not too recently in the in the history of our um, kind of homebrew setting of Valana, but like in the last few centuries sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of had this thought of like uh, the, the the current kind of royal family. We've I've written a little bit about them. We've kind of um, sort of alluded to them in game a couple of times and that. Um, but these sort of royal dynasties aren't always, you know, it's, it's, it's very rare that they're the ones who've been on the throne for like thousands of years, you know, especially, Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) looking at British history and I mean, you know, it's sort of chopped and changed, you know, through wars and, you know, marriages and all this, it's sort of the crown has gone where it goes kind of thing. Um, so I had the thought that this sort of civil war that we could come up with was maybe the event that sort of saw the current uh, royal family, the uh, Inarans, sort of take the crown, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it would it would be the rise of the Inarans to take over the city of Valene, the capital, perhaps? Valene. Valene. Sorry, my, my pronunciation. <laughs> you, you, you wrote all of these. I, I've got my own... Well, well, it's it's, the, it's, it's the problem as well of, like, um, I think on the map, the, um, the accent on the... Um, the accent on the E is probably, uh, let me bring the map up. Um, I think it's covered up or at least it sort of blends into the background a little bit. Uh, yeah. Without the accent, it does look like Valene. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I need, I need to move that on the map. That is very, <laughs> that accent is like completely, completely unseeable unless you know it's there. Yeah. Okay. I, I will fix that. So we're going to look back on like the the rise of this family. Some how how many generations back are we in well, terms of the rise of this? Uh, the the, the this current dynasty? year, um, as in like where we're kind of setting our current games and going forward. It, we look at we're at the end of like thirteen oh seven in game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking we're going back at least probably about three hundred years. Okay, so it's a few generations, but like bear in mind. It sounds like a long time, and it is a long time, but, like, the current king has been in power for, like, 50 years mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, so in the grand scheme of things, it's, like, a few generations. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking... I mean, because thinking back to the Tudors, there was at least three generations of them where, where yeah. they've probably been in power a bit longer 
you know, sort of. And it all depends yeah. on whether or not each of them has a kid that's actually viable to lead, because well, really, yes, a lot of yeah, dynasties no. in the real world just end where <laughs> that, either inbreeding matter. kind of gets them, or some member <laughs> of the family's a drunkard or carouser or something. They do something to ruin the legacy of the family, and then poof, mm. and the new new family's taken over because they're the new nobles of the land. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of looking at um, at our timeline, and there's you know there's a lot of births sort of slightly more recent kind of things where i've kind of been filling in characters that are sort of um either still alive or like i've just recently died like i've got births and and deaths and stuff um so there's a there's a quite high concentration going back to just before the uh, the demon war which we've had as 1240 to 1247 mm-hmm. um but then other than that there's a couple of sort of there's a there's a lot of kind of larger gaps in the timeline so i figured we could sort of crowbar it in somewhere (laughs) (laughs) um i i'm just looking i did kind of come up with i guess at some point i don't know whether it was related to like a, a world anvil community event or something i've kind of put in like a couple of random like kings and queens here king terence and queen camilla at like uh, 871 and 902 but mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't know I, I unless I can figure out why I put them in I don't see any reason why we can't take them out and put something in around like the late 900s if that makes mm-hmm. sense um, yeah and that gives space so that there can be an, there would have been another family in power at that point and then we can lead into the uh whatever happens whether it's usurping rebellion i don't yeah. know if you've got an idea on that front and we'll see where we go but yeah uh, i think yeah i wouldn't mind actually we could we could take those out um I, i'll figure it out I'll, I'll do i'll do all the back end work on the world anvil page afterwards obviously um so yeah okay. maybe maybe like this is happening um sort of about the late 900s actually you know what there's no there's no need to take those names out i've just looked and they're not actually related to any character pages so i don't know why i've put them in or where i got those names from <laughs> it's fine um maybe so i've got reign of queen camilla uh begins 902 mm-hmm. um after the death of her father um so here's kind of uh, i had a couple i had a little bit of an idea so let me pitch you what i had and then we can, we can either tear it apart or or use it so I'm thinking like um, there was a king who was like he, he was an he was an only child, kind of the last of the dynasty sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in my mind, he'd married uh, someone in the Inaran family, which is the the current royal family, and his like trusted advisor or like a close associate or something kind of coveted the throne it was probably like like a kind of hand of the king style thing mm-hmm. um he coveted the throne and he poisoned the king and his wife um okay so straight up mutiny yeah straight up mutiny but like he kind of like like they, they sort of went along with it for a bit like it, it was put you know he got away with it almost basically um, okay like he you know nobody suspected or anything and because the king didn't have any, you know, brothers or sisters or anything. He just, you know, he was married, but like, it was, it's a tenuous sort of thing to be like, oh no, so you know, 
you 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 know you will you know your sister was married to the king um and she died as well so you got get to be king that's not really a, you know that's not a normal connection yeah. there but um, if there's nobody else around and he's kind of wangled the court as it were yeah yeah so he, he's sure kind of positioned himself as like a sort of um almost like a kind of the what would be the most natural person to kind of assume the throne you know he sort of people are like well he was the king's most trusted thing you know he maybe he was sort of a little bit of a kind of childhood friend of the king or something you know he he's throughout the king's life been sort of this person who's like well people would look at him as like oh he's the king's second sort of thing yeah a, a highly connected individual who's yes, going to yes. know the workings of the kingdom well enough that mm. as soon as the position opens up it, it sort of looks convenient that yes everybody around him is going well he kind of fits and yeah. uh, the protocol doesn't really fit but he fits so yeah this, this is an unprecedented happen. situation sort of thing like maybe it happened very soon after the um the king got married because he, he I, I suddenly thought, realized like oh no there's a chance here that i won't be able to get away with this if they have children perhaps this is a spin too far uh, tell me if you think it is okay, um, but i'm just looking back on the timeline a little bit further back um the royal valana uh, explorers guild has hmm. been founded at this point and has been around for about a century and a half maybe yeah so perhaps it could be that like this guild of adventurers and explorers would go around finding historical locations. They could have a reputation for this at this point. They're quite well established. Hmm. And perhaps this guy could have used them, whether it's through fair or foul means, whether it's coercion of one of these individuals or not, get them to provide evidence that perhaps maybe there's a tenuous link in the past that nobody's saying 100% that he is actually of royal blood, but look at these series of events that they found artifacts that regard... And, Maybe the mm. historians can look at it in just the right way that somebody can write a treatise and be like, maybe he's a rightful king. Yeah, he's, he's like a, be... he's a third cousin once removed or something. That's technically, you know, <laughs> yeah, something and, like and that. That would be the kind of thing that would play well in court as far as like advancing that idea without him having to do it himself. He could certainly get the wheels in motion to make sure that this treatise is written, mm. but he wouldn't necessarily be the one to present it. So that's a very useful thing within that court. Yeah. I like that. Um, I had him. Did I say that I thought like he hit they'd been poisoned? I think I sort of mm -hmm, I yeah. might have said that. So I had sort of in mind that like after the fact, after all this sort of you know, oh, I'll get to this. Okay. So <laughs> um, basically, I was thinking then. So um, he actually assumes the throne and is in power for a little bit. Um, not years and years but maybe enough that sort of you know it's sort of legitimized a bit um mm -hmm. but then it sort of somehow like somebody tips off the inarans who obviously lost a lost a daughter through this that um this guy was the, the current king was behind it mm -hmm. and you know obviously there's a bit of injustice there maybe in the time that he's been able to he's been on the throne he's sort of brought his own friends closer um to him and so by the time the inaran sort of call for like no their justice must be done or whatever he's got quite a few lords who are willing to back him and then mm -hmm. they've got quite a few who are you know on their side so sort of battle lines are quite quickly drawn if that makes sense 
Yeah, and that um, would make again. I, I'm always in thinking in terms of court when it comes to royalty and what have you. And in, you would have the two sides of the court in that respect: the, the kind of the new blood, the ones that the new guys brought in effectively that are all his friends and mm. it's quite easy for the other half of the court to kind of point the finger and say well they're all your cronies the this is evidence this is a mark against you you don't follow the old ways and that that could be a point of contention that would just build up over time especially if this guy's taken power yeah. as you say, if, he's bringing, if he's bringing his own guys in it would be the kind of circumstance where like he's not going to hear the voice of those old leaders he's going to be looking to put new people in positions that he's promised them potentially well well, not necessarily all just bringing his own his new guys in i'm just thinking more sort of um he's made sure that the ones who he can count on um he's 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 favored like even if they were you know old families that are still you know were in charge of their lands for you know generations or whatever he's mm-hmm. certainly he's been able to carry favor with a decent chunk of them to the point where this might be me being like, okay, this is simplistic just to make it easier for us. But maybe he's sort of the, the kind of North, all, all the kind of lands kind of North of the Drake seat mountains and going up um, West just as a convenient sort of thing. It turns into a North versus South thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and that sort of makes sense anyway, because, you know, in terms of like messengers and things, it's much easier to get around you know, from a northbound sort of um, place to another northbound place. But if you're sending things south, you've got to cross the mountains mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then it's a similar thing, like the southern um, southern kingdoms sort of talk to each other a lot. It, you know, travel's a lot easier, if that makes sense. The southern Absolutely, kingdom is yeah. much bigger, but obviously the capital's in the north kind of thing, which I think would be how it eventually was decided, you know. The southern, the southern people were able to um, put a bit more weight behind their sort of um, response to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe he's kind of like he's consolidated like the northern kingdoms to, you know, he if if not been able to woo them, then he's been able to sort of slyly kind of undermine those who would, you know, be against him in that thing. So he feels like he's got quite a stronghold sort of in the northern kingdoms. Absolutely. No, that makes perfect sense. And especially in terms of the lay of the land, as you say, the geography, I think, makes it, it would lead to a lot of decisions like that and the teaming up of the sort of north of the mountain, south of the mountain mm. attitude. There's instant rhetoric. You could The political side of things would be very easy for them to sort of ramp up and get the peasants raring to go to fight against people mm. that apparently they're part of the same nation, but they've never even seen each other's land because the mountain's blocking it. And then you can get the whole like not even part of our country kind of <laughs> stupid thing going. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean that, that yeah. And I, I think as well, this, in, it, this gives us a chance to also to in, in sort of bring in like a historical thing of like we in the West, we've got the dwarves in the mountains. Maybe they mm-hmm. sit this one out. Maybe they're like, okay, well this is the, this kind of petty squabbling. Look, we'll, we'll pay our, you know, Jews and that we're part of the country, but this is not the court that we go to, you know? Yeah. This um, is so for leave us out of this. Sort if you want of to fight above the above ground areas, then go for it. Mm, yeah. Um, so, I, in sort of relating to this, I'm thinking that the um, the Anarans were originally like the historical like dukes and like the ones in charge of Lorana, kind of thing. And then mm-hmm. in the current time, we've still got you know you guys are sort of trapped quite close to Lorana in your time bubble. Um, but then you know in the intervening centuries, we've got the you know the king is in charge of 
the, the, the royal palace is in Valonay, so that's where mm. the king is. But really, like the strongholds of the the um, Inarans and that are kind of in the Lorana area. One of the sons, I think I said, is the Duke of uh, Serenal in the south. But you know, the histor- this, this could be the historical kind of lands that are the ones around Lorana for the Inarans sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That's not really important to the, the the whole kind of war thing or whatever, but um, this is just like my brain going like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I can slot that in there and things. Yeah, no, um, no, it's, it's, we've done this before. Every time we've talked and filled in gaps, there's always this kind of like sense of, okay, we focus on one thing, but then surrounding areas become developed as a result and hmm. everything gains a little bit of extra texture. Yeah. Um, so go to, to to go back to a point then um, that I have sort of interrupted myself multiple times about. <laughs> um, so I, I think that this kind of um, that this king becomes known as the Poisoner King because it's I don't know it's kind of a cool title like mm-hmm. from the outside. I mean, obviously you don't want to be known as the Poisoner King if you secretly had somebody poisoned. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, so then you know the Civil War. I don't know. We don't want to just call it the Civil War. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Mm, got me thinking. All of a sudden, it's like well, the poison a war or something. Or yeah, I'm rack my brain for a second. Yeah. Well, what I think it. So, in broad terms, then basically that there's there's war for a little while. We can kind of come up with a, a length of it. But the the overall outcome then is this guy is deposed. Mm-hmm. Um. And I guess I don't know. Maybe. I haven't got an individual character in mind because obviously we we would be coming up with someone new for this. Um, but then at that point, someone from the Inaran family uh, sort of t- assumes the throne. And in general, there's, you know, sort of grumblings, at, well, not grumblings, but the sort of feeling of like, okay, you know, this is, this is unorthodox, but hey, we had a civil war about this. So yeah, fine, you know, <laughs> sort of thing. But but yeah, I don't know. What are you think? What do you think in general? Is this sounding kind of cool? Or yeah, no the the idea of a civil war and all of these political machinations. It, it's it's real. I mean, we've talked about it before. Like uh, everything's based on everything else. It is that sense of history that this is uh, the way that things operated, hmm. and probably in many respects still do. But we've just got a bunch of different kind of like moors and words attached to these things the the courts aren't royal anymore they're corporate in a strange way the yeah. boardroom is maybe the, the modern court um so yeah absolutely no i'm it's, it's in let's keep mm, going for sure um okay i'm just stuck on the title for this war sorry then if i yeah, sound a little yeah, bit yeah. Thrown, I'm, I'm just <laughs> mentally my brain is on this it's like no there's got to be a really good title for this it's something about assassination and yeah poison yeah oh. Like I say, I, I'm kind of attached to the Poisoner King just as like a cool kind of like, you know, mm. sort of thing that you would call him. Like, I mean, because I guess the we... name for the war, I guess, has to come from the victor. Yeah, because he who wins writes history. So, well, that, yeah, I mean, because we've got like the Wars of the Roses, although that was like a thing of like, there's the White Rose and the Red Rose, right? I don't know much about the Wars of the Roses. I feel um, like I should. I used to know a lot yeah. about it as a kid. Growing up in Yorkshire, that was a major part of education. Like they put a lot of focus onto that, but it's all kind of gone because that's 25 years in my past, pretty much. Yeah, I know we, well, um, we talked about... I think we did... No, no, we talked about... We we did more in my school about the... Um, uh, like the, the English Civil War rather than... You know, the one that's called the English Civil War rather than yeah. Wars of the Roses. I remember it being touched on briefly, but... 
Well, it's because we could go up to all the castles and things. Like, I've been yeah. to a couple of the <laughs> actual places where fights happen, so it's, it's a bit easier to experience the history while you're up there. Yeah. But as the Tudors and Lancasters against the House of York, that's it, right? It's a really stupid thing, but my mind goes to a stupid Yu-Gi-Oh. There's a Yu-Gi-Oh game that's based on the War of the Roses, believe it or not. <laughs> and that's where my mind goes more quickly these days, because that's what yeah. I've interacted That's fair, yeah. <laughs> if it's the only co- point of contact you've had with it for 20 years or whatever, then it's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it was mostly just that weird thing of like, wow, Japanese developers pick some unusual things. Like, okay, fights fought in like ancient Yorkshire. Right, cool. <laughs> but like anime style. <laughs> with carts. <laughs> nothing uh, like that in this D and D. Yeah, no, nothing like We've that. Not anybody throwing down playing cards and having animals jump out. I haven't yet introduced the deck of many things into um, ah, true. Yeah. The <laughs> Give me time. Yeah. Oh god, let's destroy the planet. <laughs> um, back on target. Um, hmm. I'm thinking what what sort of broader picture is there that we can fill in in terms of like the civil war in terms of. Because you've got the the build up to it. There's the there's the acknowledgement that this guy's a poisoner, and people kind of slowly but surely acknowledge it. Perhaps is he ruling from the north of the border or the south of the border? Sorry, well, he, he's in the north. Um, he's in the north. And... So perhaps perhaps the word would spread from the court from that side of the court that doesn't agree with him and kind of has their grumbling questions about what's happened. Maybe a little bit of word from there starts spreading southward, and it wouldn't travel so well up north, but merchants might take it south of the mountains and that would potentially spread like wildfire because Mm. you're not going to get the same level of loyalty to some faraway king. I mean, they're still going to salute the well, not salute the crown. That's kind of, kind of some that's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so salute the crown is some weird combination of <laughs> concepts. Like, it's not really how we do it. But, um, oh, I just had an interesting thought actually. Um, uh, in the uh, the summer camp episodes, Amy and I came up with a uh, an assassins guild, uh-huh. and we'd sort of said that maybe like the one thing that they they sort of the one thing that they mostly rule out is like taking out of heads of state, mm-hmm. um, but not rule out. But like they they have to go into like full conclave before they'll accept the job. Maybe mm-hmm. this was the last time they did, took the job. Either that, or potentially you could have it that so one of the members of that group was witness to the, the king's poisoning in some way, shape, or form, or got to study the king in some way, that they got close enough to get a look at his condition mm. and immediately recognised a recognisable poison. And it could be that, I mean, this is up to you ultimately, it's either they're on one side of the coin or they're on the other. They could then turn around to the side of the court that's against the king and say, hey, guys, you know we're the assassins, right? <laughs> he, he used one of those poisons that we know about. Trust us. Like we we can't prove it. We can't show you that he did it, but we're telling you that's the poison he used, and mm. he's a wrong one. <laughs> he's a wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I like that. I, I had this thought as well. Okay. Well, so here's the thing with that assassin's guild. So we'd sort of said that like that there's quite a lot of like maybe like minor sons of noble houses end up joining it, mm-hmm. but then once you're in it, you're identity is mostly a secret to pretty much even like the other members of it Mm -hmm. so what if um what if like a really like low down the totem pole member of the inaran family was in it wasn't part of the event but like he eventually like he knew about it and then 
he kind of like had like a kind of cr- uh, like a kind of crisis of conscience about like he he doesn't have any problem doing his assassin's work normally, mm-hmm. but this job killed his like killed his cousin, and so he had a bit of a sort of like in their youth they had been quite close or something. Yeah, and then crisis. So he struggles with it for some time, which is maybe the amount of time. It takes, you know, he he struggles with it for a long time, kind of thing. Or maybe he sort of comes to the like that. Like he's sort of censored, censured by the um, by the the upper leadership of the Assassins Guild. Like they they sort of they have to remind him, like, no, you can't, you can't, you know, we we've done our job, we've been paid, we're we're done, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Things have to play out how they play out. But he's so guilty that an organization that he's a part of would kill his beloved cousin. Let alone the fact that. It's you know she was the queen, and you know and her husband, and now there's this you know underhand sort of poisoner who hired them to do it on the throne. Mm-hmm. He eventually does sort of manage to maybe even in secret he sends like a sort of almost in code sort of message to you know his um his relatives sort of saying like because they that nobody would know they wouldn't know that he was in it. Mm. Is the thing. Every nobody knows who's in the uh, is it the Velvet Court we called it. But he has this crisis of conscience and lets his r- family know. Look, this wasn't an accident. Mm. The um, current king hired the assassins to do this. No, that fits together nicely. That's so. But in the time it's taken him before he's done this, you know, maybe it's a year or whatever. The that uh, that's the time that the sort of new king has consolidated his power a bit and um and then maybe some more time passes while they're sort of debating like oh, what can we do about this you know <laughs> vengeance but at the same time he's the king and this would be a major undertaking sort of thing mm. but yeah that that's kind of the thing you know the, the thinking is like oh you know this was a this was a terrible tragic accident up until this guy sort of secretly comes forward and goes you know, just lets them know this wasn't an accident. You know, yeah, and then and then that rumor spreads and eventually builds to that point where south of the border they could start having the lords and ladies effectively say to each other, like, "Look, we're going to have to do something about this." Yeah, they start having cl- clandestine meetings, sort of spreading like the, the sort of um, the news, sort of secretly, like, "Look, this we're not going to let this stand," sort of thing. Are you are you with us or? Are you against us? Against this usurper king? Yeah, no, it's it's a steady escalation. It would it would take a little bit of time, hmm. but there's a very clear, yeah, and you can see it kind of building towards this fight. When looking at the map, it, it feels like there would have to be a major altercation, kind of around. Oh dear, the image. Sorry, the the name on the map is hard to read again. <laughs> Wild Ring. Wild. Oh yeah, that's another one I need to move. That's Wild oh, River. Yeah, that one that I've definitely oh, got. Yeah. Look, the thing is, every time I need to move anything on this map, I need to make a new giant JPEG and upload it, and I just haven't done it. <laughs> I can't blame you. It's, it's yeah. a lot of work. You do more than most, but yeah, Wild River yeah. Uh, around that area, kind of like that looks like it's an obvious kind of bottleneck. Yeah, where... there's, a, there's a couple of bottlenecks. You've either got to go through the mountains, um, which the King's forces have got the gates of Tormon Fortress at the one end, at the north end. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to go sort of past Wild River through that gap between uh, the Drakesit Mountains and sort of the, I mean the the other mountains on the on the western side there, they're not quite as high um, straight away, but they are leading up to the uh, Silver Peak Mountains. 
Um, <laughs> so it's still, you know, that's a bit of a bottleneck. Or the other way around, you've got to go the long way around past Riftview and that, which I, I thinking I probably will end up putting another fortress or two. Maybe because uh, in our current timeline, maybe they are a little bit not derelict, but uh, but they, they maybe the date from this period to when they saw the yeah. most action, sort of thing. Because um, that's the thing with this map. I mean, each square is ten miles on a side. That's a huge amount of space. That's it, and it would take time in in feudal periods to sort of amass the men, amass the arms, hmm. amass the momentum, the food, everything required to actually make a push up or south. Either way, yeah, depends on whether the uh, whether the king was uh, aggressive in his response to this, we, we haven't really kind of even thought on that front. Um, but yeah, it would take time to build that up and enough time that if, say, there was kind of a strike uh, from the south through um, Shalefast and up towards uh, the gates of, gates of Tormund, perhaps once that's happened, there's enough time to erect some forts along those other kind of gap points. Mm. Something like that could be the, and over the course of maybe a couple of years, maybe five to ten years to for the whole process to play out. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not thinking it's going to be like a. This isn't going to be like a summer, like <laughs> sort of. This wasn't over very quickly. Uh, I mean, mm. I was. God, the Wars of the Roses lasted thirty-two years. I mean, yep. Sorry, I'm on Wikipedia now. Um, English Civil War. Lasted nine years. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. We maybe want to bloat it out that much. Um, definitely not the 32 years ones, but I'm thinking, yeah. I mean, because we've we had the Demon War, the more recent conflict, that was like seven years. Mm -hmm. um, but that was, I, I've kind of mapped out the slow build on that, you know, technically started at this point, but there was, you know, ebbs and flows sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, yeah, I mean, we, it's going to, you know, this isn't going to be a one and done sort of battle kind of thing this is going to be a drawn out thing because i mean and it, so it should be you know this is a, a major kind of <laughs> regime change it has iraq war connotations <laughs> um but, <laughs> you know what i mean though it's sort of like this isn't like okay this isn't like one baron going to war with another baron over one castle sort of thing yeah, this it's, is it's, half the country fighting the other the half culture, yeah yeah okay well we we don't need to go into full details about everything right now um, but we should maybe think of like, okay, when did it start? So, um, uh, you know, mainly because I've got the timeline open. <laughs> if, say, I'm keeping the the names there as Queen, King Terence that was the father of Queen Camilla, maybe Queen Camilla only had the one son, and that's the son who was poisoned. <laughs> she started her reign in 902. Uh, I haven't got a birth date for her, but let's say she was 27 or 28, something like that. I suppose that like, part of my is like, oh, she should be younger, but then it's D and D world, so yeah, longevity quite, isn't quite yeah. the same thing. It's like people weren't dying at forty and fifty; it, yeah. people could just live on because of magic and what have you. So let, let's say she was. Uh, well, hang on. No, we should we should go through this backwards. So the king who was poisoned, her son. Um, we haven't got a name for him, but that's not important right now. How old was he when he was poisoned? Would you say? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking mid 30s because if his um if the guy who poisoned him was like his childhood friend he still would need to have time to build up a little bit of a base to the point where he's confident he could get away with this yeah and if he's too young it doesn't make much sense yeah and i think um in terms of the, the usurper i think the longer he's been around playing second fiddle whilst potentially as far as he's concerned doing more work or whatever his attitude was. I mean, we haven't, again, pinned down 
exactly the motivation for him. But mm. the longer that's been going on, the more legitimate it feels in terms of like when he finally breaks and just goes, you know what, I should be in charge. Yeah. Well, that's why I said yeah. mid-30s, really, because I yeah, thought yeah. like by that point, they're still um, kind of in kind of prime fighting age, if that makes sense. Um, at least the, the king is, the, the usurper is. Obviously, the other king dies. Not to, to the point where he can be included in maybe some battles sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, without yeah, it being if, like, if, he, yeah. if he usurps at, say, 32 and ends up fighting this war by 38-40, I think that makes about the right kind of sense in terms of, like, that's the right amount of time for the negative vibes to build up, for the yeah. word to spread throughout the land, for the amassing of forces, and for him to potentially kind of one day look to an advisor and say what's happening in the south they say to him um there's word by lord yeah. <laughs> and he's like Christ. yeah so he, he takes the he, he maybe is a year or two older than the guy he usurps mm-hmm. so there's also that thing of like you know i'm killing what this younger guy shouldn't be in charge of me not by a lot but like you know it's a, it's a steady slow burn jealousy thing mm-hmm. like growing up you know he was still maybe a noble son you know he's still from a noble family but he always wanted that one step more that his friend just seemed to be getting given. Mm. And it's the slow jealousy burn sort of thing. Um, so while they, as the older one, yeah, it would work insofar as like he, he would feel like he was both pushing them forward in terms of like, he always might've known a little bit more of like age. will just give you a little bit more information over young mm. people. So he might always have felt that way. Like you're both holding me back and I'm having to drag you forwards. Mm, so let's definitely. come up the dead weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that. Yeah, that was exactly what I was thinking with that. So maybe he he usurps at thirty two. So the guy he the the previous king was maybe should we say thirty? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so it's a couple of years difference. Um, I'm just so I'm just I basically want to try to it's pin down a date here. Um, mm-hmm. so Queen Camilla we're saying was about twenty. I, I, let me get a pen. I'm going to write this. Pen, I've got Microsoft Word, I can just type it. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Queen Camilla, we're saying, took the throne at 27? Yep, that's what you said. Yep. About that in 902. Okay, because I haven't got any details for this, so this is a perfect opportunity to like flesh this out. Was she married and had her son already been born at that point? What are you thinking? Well, if she's married, then there's the argument of wouldn't her husband have potentially a claim? That is a point. Unless he died before. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He, he like died before he... his son. Because obviously his son yeah. wouldn't take the throne until his mo- until the queen, his mother, died. Mm-hmm. And if he's 30 when he dies, how are we having her die? I'm thinking her... Wow, how tragic are we going? It's the kind of thing where it's sort of like... Yeah, this is the thing. Is she going to have maybe had him after she's already taken power? That way we can make her be a bit older when she dies. So that one's not a suspicious death or not. Tragic. Not like, I mean, you know, she isn't. <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, this is, this is tough. Um, Could be the kind of thing where, um, so she's had the kid with her husband. Um, he's grown. Um, there comes a point where her husband, like her husband, Son is now adult. It, maybe he's 28, 29. Mm-hmm. Just a couple of years before all of these events we're already establishing with the Civil War are about to take place. And perhaps his dad dies 
out on a or maybe it could be a freak hunting accident or i was thinking hunting accident yeah <laughs> some bad food some, something that's like a, a medieval way of dying that's sort of like it, 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 some bad sushi yeah, he didn't really get. I'm not, I'm not thinking fugu, but <laughs> but so something like he just dies of gout or something, some some, some terrible disease where it's like, okay, that wouldn't really get wine. most people. Yeah, yeah, and, and the, the, after that happened, the wife, the the queen, she just her, she was heartbroken. She didn't eat properly. She didn't look after she herself. She just kind long. of yeah, yeah withered and faded. And the son watched this and then took power as mm. and when he had to so we're thinking she was in maybe her late 50s then something like that i mean you could it depends how yeah because because if she had him when she was like 27 ish i mean no she took power at 27 yeah oh it's a damn all these numbers in my head i'm terrible yeah, yeah, no, i'm writing them down uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, we can, let's come up with a name for the sun king i was gonna say king ralph but i feel like that's a movie it is. <laughs> it's where an American finds out he's related to the British royal family. It's quite shocking. Let's not call him King Ralph then. <laughs> um, <laughs> King Louis? <laughs> Film references? King of the Swingers. <laughs> um, uh, it's wait, just... funny because you've got the, the realm of all possibility and then it's like, how do you choose from the, everything? Yeah, let me bring up a name generator because, like, just take the... Th take the Take it away from me. Take the choice away from me on this one. <laughs> I'm better with place names, I think. Yeah, I think ooh, yeah same. I, I can come up with fantasy names, but like, throw out a first name is like, oh, God. <laughs> fantasy name generators, English names, because we're kind of sticking with that. <laughs> one of the ones that spat out is Ralph. Um, but <laughs> King Theo. Theodore, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Theodore. Let's go with that. Yeah, and he likes to be called Theo, and he's quite louche potentially, and that's another one of the things that irks the usurper. Yeah, yeah. Bit. Like he's he's a well liked guy, and he's had quite a casual life up till this point. He, ta he takes the throne also at twenty eight. Okay, so mm -hmm. we need to fill in: was he born before his mother took the throne or after? Because then we can then we've got a specific date that this kicked off. I think before. And that way, when it comes to the court arguing about who's right to be on the throne, it just adds an extra kind of angle of, well, he was before born before his mother even ascended. There's something mm. to that that some arsehole in the yeah. court would probably keep on about. Yeah, like it, it shouldn't. That doesn't technically matter, really. But it's something for somebody to like go. Oh, well, but is this really is you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a kind of technicality, semantic thing that somebody could yeah. just witter on about. Okay, so <laughs> having arguments about the real royal family from people that I would rather have not been around, <laughs> this is yeah. the kind of thing that goes on in certain circles in this country. So, okay, here's the, uh, so here, here's the current timeline then. So, th um, Queen Camilla takes the throne in 902. Let's say King Theodore was born in 900. Mm -hmm. 900. So he's two when she takes the throne. She's she had him when she's 25. Kind of. That's not out of the realms of possibility, you know, that, you know, if anything, that's, yeah, again, that's the most normal thing. Um, magically aided medieval lands. So yeah, yeah. again, and, and slightly older births, which I suppose that probably would be for that kind of, in real world terms. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sticking with, to do that, yeah, yeah, we're, we're in, not in sticking that, with real world, like people were having. <laughs> yeah. The mage could probably come and do some kind of magical, not even cesarean, yeah. just 
They got clerics and stuff. Just... Like it's not. It's it's just let's not what let's not worry about that. Um... <laughs> the technicalities of childbirth in D anD D. Yeah. So so she dies in nine twenty eight mm-hmm. when she's fifty three. Fifty three. Yeah. Not my. Yeah. I just like it's it's been a long day. Yeah, it has. <laughs> <laughs> so she she, very she, very she dies aged 53 of a broken heart after mm-hmm. her husband dies how long is she hanging around is it very quick do you think or a year at a push year at a I push think. okay yeah so I mean we'll, Queen's husband what's he called Roger <laughs> Roger's a terrible name <laughs> Rog oh Rog the president like president? Oh god, what am I on about? Why have we... I've got America on the brain. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. world's crazy right now. <laughs> uh, Stephen. I don't know. I'm I'm acting like he's a stepdad and that's a proper stepdad name, but like he's uh, Chris. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Christopher. Christopher, yeah. there we go. I mean, I'm just typing this out for my own thing. So Christopher dies um, in a freak hunting accident. Let's say in 927, then we we got a bit of wiggle room there. We can decide how long. Because I don't think it would be like she gets the news and immediately drops dead. Yeah, it, yeah. it's more like I, I think that there would be a period of just extreme mourning. She's not communicating with anybody and then maybe a little bit of communication. But... Locks herself away, wastes away a bit and then... Yeah, maybe getting... Past the six months mark, it's the build up towards the anniversary. Maybe getting to like 10, 11 months, and then oh, I like that. That's, that's, that's good. Yeah, yeah. And um, it would be the, nothing else to think about other than that in her life. So yeah, she'd hmm. be stressing on the loss of her, the love of her life, and yeah, real duties can go screw themselves. So, so within six months, Theodore's mother, uh, father, and then his mother dies, and he has to take the throne. That's quite, quite a stressful time. I'm thinking he's then he's helped through that by uh, this daughter of the Anaran family. Who let's come up with a name, Daphne. There we go. Whatever. Um, so maybe like, she helps him sort of deal with the stress and everything. You know, they fall in love. It's quite a quick turnaround of marriage, sort of thing. Because it's only a couple of years later. You know, he's assassinated at thirty. Mm-hmm. He's taking the throne at twenty-eight. Yeah, it's, it's a real tumultuous period, and yeah, I bet that's another reason for the court to be an up in arms, because they would already be kind of, I don't know, pulling in different directions because everything's starting to get a bit shaky anyway. Yeah. And it just keeps happening, <laughs> and then, yeah, the usurper comes through, truly divides the court at that point, and yeah, the slow crawl towards the, again, the build-up again. It's, 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 that's kind of like a crescendo moment, it goes quiet for a little while. And then it builds back up to the actual civil war happening. Yeah. So I've, I'm thinking they, they mainly haven't been married very long. And then this is where the uh, usurper very quickly puts his plot into action. Because he's he's seeing like, okay, they haven't had any children yet, but they might very soon. Window's I need, closing. I Yeah, my window's closing here, you know, sort of thing. So Okay, so here's the timeline I've got written out. Uh, Theodore's born in 900 AOU, Age of Unification. Mm-hmm. Uh, Queen Camilla takes the throne at age 27 this is his mother in 902 um, her husband Christopher <laughs> husband Chris uh, dies in a freak hunting accident I actually just wrote dies in freak which is probably not exactly <laughs> dies inside of a freak 
There shall be no explanation of this. <laughs> Nobody you, wanted you to know. You go where you want. <laughs> he dies in a free hunting accident in 927. She dies age 53 in 928 of, you know, ultimately we could say of a broken heart. Mm-hmm. So he takes the throne also in 928. He marries Daphne and Arryn, if we're going with Daphne. <laughs> It just yeah, that's, that's that's I can't help but think of Daphne from Frasier, but that's... Um, oh, I went Scooby-Doo, so <laughs> we went two different directions. That's, yeah. that's good enough. Um, he marries Daphne and Aaron in 929, and they are both, but you know, making her Queen Daphne. They are both assassinated then in 930, and what are we calling it, the usurper? So this guy needs to actually have like a kind of name yeah. that's like a sort of... It's hard not to want to just go for something with some grim overtone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that or some formality to it that I think there's something formal in a guy's name. Yeah. Lawson. Um, something like that. I want it to be like a kind of, I don't know, sound, not sound, I don't know, sound like a bad guy, but like at the same time, I don't know. Renault? Renault. Yeah. Mm. I'm just, just going to throw names out there. Throw names out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, my mind's just, just immediately just going to Dragon Age for some reason. Yeah, Logan yeah. comes to mind because um, <laughs> it's it's weird because then you end up associating kind of like syllables and things with tone of like <laughs> there's a nasty overtone to the noise. Yeah, <laughs> he's assassinated by his best best friend, um, Murder Man Twenty Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Jim the murderer takes the throne. <laughs> Living yeah. up to his childhood nickname. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, oh, okay, hang on. Let's see. It, it's so arbitrary that it's impossible for me to kind of just point a finger at something and just be like, that sounds good. Okay, let's go with um, Edmund, because then we can at least be making a Blackadder reference. Yes, and that's suitable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't actually succeed Blackadder, but this yeah, guy this is. guy is, um, well, you know. Blackadder would get poisoned. It would be the last episode of the season and he'd poison himself. <laughs> that is exactly how the first season ends. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Edmund takes the throne in 930. So we're thinking then he's in power for a year or so before the um, before the, the sort of attack of conscience of the assassin finally sort of gets the word to his. Hmm. I feel like there needs to be. Is there something in terms of like is he a good leader? Is the question because hmm. the conscience issue? I feel like it needs some kind of instigating event. I feel, I feel like maybe he's. Um, Unless it happens straight away. If it happens straight away, then and then it just takes a while for the word to spread, then that's one thing. But otherwise, I think it, there needs to be like something in the way that the guy's ruling an event that maybe, causes the conscience to provoke it. Maybe this might be the current world seeping in, but maybe he's he's the leader who's only got his rich friend's interests at heart, and he's. <laughs> I was trying so hard not to go in this direction while you were talking. Well, we like, don't have to. Change oh, the Republican Party. We're just going through my mind. Like, oh, we don't God. have to, but it does make him easy to hate. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean, where it's sort of like to get to those moments of like, nah, somebody looks at it and goes, no, this is all too much. I, I held my tongue for long enough. This is this is the drawing the line here. Well, I mean, that that's what I was thinking. It's like, okay, it's this, you know, the, the assassin relative is not immediately, you know, he's sticking to his oaths 
in, in, mm. initially. Um, you know, he's not happy about it because his cousin was killed. Could it be that maybe this, um, the guy in the Assassin's Guild sees the promotion of a particular individual that he knows to be kind of unworthy for the position and that will truly do wrong and harm the uh, actual state itself by being in that position? And that, he, that could be the... Like he's he's looking out for the country as much as anything else in his action by mm. raising his voice. It's his family was one thing, and he could he'd already forgone his family. He'd become an assassin. He could kind of deal with the fact that he wasn't being honest with them, and that they would never knew, live truly honest lives with each other. But if the country is being attacked from within by the appointing of this man, then well, there's something that has to be done about that. So, so, well, like, hold on. So maybe he like he he was a bit of a black sheep anyway. Um. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, he was, it was he was never going to be the Duke or anything, which is why he was a bit of a sort of, in his youth, he kind of acted out or whatever. And the only one he got on with was his cousin who would go on to be the Queen. Um, and as they got older, you know, they get, people grow apart and he generally kind of left the family behind and went off and started his own thing and but then fell into the Assassin's Guild sort of thing. So maybe he wasn't that close, which is why it's taking him a bit longer. Although he's he's sad about the death of his cousin, it's more of a sort of, it's on a personal level rather than a sort of, I need to tell the family. It's just a, oh, I'm sad my one person I liked in the family's gone. Kind of mm. thing. Have a moment where it's something that sparks a memory of like, ah, that those good times, the fleeting good times. Well, yeah, yeah. Spending time. But I just mean like so he's he's not his his immediate first thought isn't I need to tell the family it's just hmm. sadness that his you know she's gone because he she was the only one he got on with sort of thing and then over time that builds do you think yeah as he's seeing like the fallout like the longer term fallout happening of like I don't know as you say kind of like appointments of like people who he knows for a fact are you know going to be quite. Um, I don't know, not wrong for the jobs, not what I mean, but as you say, kind of like people with more kind of um, schemes. Maybe as, as an assassin, they, they've got kind of, they, they, they've got ears everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he sees this new king appointing a few people who, as an assassin, he's in a unique position to know, like, oh, this is really, this could be the end of the, you know, it's going to change the country for the worst sort of thing, because they've mm-hmm. all got these plots to <laughs> i don't know sort of um really kind of enrich themselves and <laughs> I, I like it's hard not to <laughs> well no that, let's go in that direction if that's what you want to do it's well, i don't know awesome i don't know it. i feel like uh, it feels a bit hacky now to be honest but um <laughs> i don't i just mean kind of like okay yeah yeah he sees if not like in a sort of like robin hood like oh they're gonna steal from the rich i need to now, they're going to be, you know, terrible for the poor kind of thing. But, you know, maybe he doesn't even really have that much of a conscience about that. Maybe it's more on a larger scale of sort of like it's not so much that the, you know, the poor are going to suffer. It's so much as ones um, he knows are going to sort of uh, have got some bad connections with uh, hostile foreign powers. <laughs> um yeah, are you thinking more that it's kind of a damage to the infrastructure of the country, that this would be kind of like they're, they're going to change the way things are done and potentially let that foreign influence in and then mm. who knows where that leads to? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. That might, 
fits fits the tone perfectly. I, I mean, think. maybe he may, maybe sometimes maybe some of his motivations aren't completely altruistic or like even like patriotic kind of thing. Maybe he has got some um, sort of odd kind of um, prejudices. Um, mm, it, it could well be that he's like, oh, this guy's going to run the agriculture side of the, our nation. He doesn't know how to pull a plow. Like, where I've seen him handle ca- carrots, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing with them. Yeah, yeah. So he's, I don't know. I mean, his his exact motivations are, are sort of um, they get they can be, you know. I mean, nothing's a one dimensional. If we if we're going for as, I mean, you know, I think we always always should be aiming for something that's as multi dimensional as possible um, mm-hmm. with this stuff. Um, you know, as we've said, he he isn't going to be. You know, he didn't hear about the assassination and immediately run to his family and go, "This was all, you know, this was all uh, a hoax." This guy hired the assassin. You know, he's mulled it over for some time, and he didn't immediately act and tell anybody when he found out about it. You know, he had mm-hmm. his personal moment of grieving and not being happy about it, but then he didn't take it any further. It's only later on when he finds. He starts maybe sort of noticing a pattern of like, this is you know things are starting to go downhill a little bit here. That he um, and even then he de- maybe he doesn't directly contact them. He sort of sends like a bit of a cryptic note and never they never find out it was him, sort of thing. Hmm. You know he just it's it's something very simple like, um, Daphne and Theodore were poisoned. You know on the. It's literally just like a one sentence. Daphne and Theodore were poisoned on the on the order of Edmund, or something mm. like that. And it's not signed. It's not anything else. So he he feels like okay, he's it got too much for his conscience. He sent that, and that's it. He's now he's then he's washing his hands of it, and he's out. He's out. We don't see him again, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. He's not jumping into the center of the fray. No. Yeah, no. That makes perfect sense for his character. Yeah. So he he's the sort of catalyst who then they start their own investigation and start maybe finding some you know the the family then starts finding some incongruities with um am i using that right i feel like my brain just suddenly kicks out words sometimes that i know the meaning of and just goes like yeah use that one um they, they start, yeah, yeah. The yeah, yeah i'm looking up as we say it's been a long day <laughs> they, they start finding their own sort of i mean they've already maybe not been you know they've not been happy with how the new king's been running things but they've just sort of basically just been at the point where they're not happy with it and then mm-hmm. once they start looking into this sort of alleged like you know thing of like okay no he poisoned her that's then the reason to start gearing up for war and then there's maybe like a bit of a slow burn then as they're galvanizing their own support sort of thing mm-hmm. um i feel like there's a lot of details here we don't really need to hash out exactly right now Oh no, but, we're going. Um, we're, I think we've already covered quite a lot of detail in terms of coming up with characters and what their yeah. behavior is over the course of these years. Yeah. So, so maybe by the time that they actually sort of declare, like, we are no longer going to be bound by your rule, it's like he's been on the throne for maybe two, three years. Hmm. Um, yeah, long enough that it feels like he's just starting to become entrenched, and that it's it's now or never in terms of pulling the roots up, as it were. Yeah. So maybe then, so yeah, he's been on the throne for a couple of years. So I'm sort of thinking like he taking the throne in 930 and then 933, I've sort of in my little word document timeline that I'm writing out, uh, the, I've put in our family and the Southern houses, um, declare their intentions to, uh, I don't know how would we put it? Like, um, resist the rule of King Edmund 
Yeah, to draw a line. Yeah. And I'm still racking my brain on a good uh, good thing. War, War of the Usurper feels hmm. potentially like a good one because we've used the term usurper, usurper a lot and it is, it's got a good tone to it. It's got a good formality. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, let me think. Civil War. I mean, yeah, because this thing, like I say, The Wars of the Roses is such an iconic name, even if yeah. I didn't remember any of the details myself. I say I like the idea that like history brands him later as the Poisoner King. Yeah, because it by that point it's like it's come out the stories disseminated amongst people, you know, and it would have been anywhere when they're going to war. Like, no, we're going to war with him because he poisoned, he poisoned Theodore and and Queen Daphne, you know, sort of thing. So the story's about, out at that point. How, how about the War of Cleansing? That kind of has got... ethnic cleansing overtones to it. But then I'm kind of in terms of like just pure cleaning. It's it's purging of poison. Yeah, I see what you're going for. Purging Um, purging doesn't work because the purge's got connotations. (laughs) The war of the purge. Yeah. Um. That's the next sequel, probably. God knows. (laughs) The antidote war. I don't know. That's no. That sucks. Um. Mm. I keep my brain keeps getting stuck on like drawing poison from the wound or yeah. I'm I'm on the same line of like there's got to be like a nice wordy way of saying it that fits within the tone of like that's that's poetic language for yeah. war. That's... I quite like the I'm just in terms of good words for cures, panacea is, is one that's got a good quality to it. Trying yeah. to work that in somehow. Like panacea feels like there would be some good apt way of using that in terms of like the the, the war itself was the panacea. Hmm. Yeah that's hmm. the, the panacea war could be yeah, I, I quite like that actually, because it would it would be for the winning forces. Like we we've purged the poison. He was the poison, the poisoning poisoner king, mm. and his entire rule was a poison on the land. And that we were the panacea. We swept across the northern territory and cured the land of its ills. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, let's go with that then. Um, cool. God knows my brain isn't throwing out anything better. <laughs> that's as good as it's getting from me. I yeah, feel yeah. like I managed to pull something out of there. there. <laughs> Just as I felt like I was completely out of juices, like, oh, no, there's, there's a tiny drop there. Yeah, so we're saying, okay, so he uh, it maybe lasts... Okay, so he... I'm, I'm just doing maths in my head here. He takes the throne when he's 32 in 930. They declare war on him when he's 35 in 933. How long are we going to last it? I think probably we should have two major conflicts, I think. One right near the beginning where perhaps the South is feeling a little too confident, moves too fast, tries to take that pass up towards the gates of Tormon and finds out... Oh, yeah, they're turned back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're not ready to actually deal with that. That gives enough time for the king to then sort of order, look, establish some border forts, um, if they're going to try that again, we're going to be ready. Mm. And it also gives the Southerners enough time to kind of go, oh, we, we may have played our hand there a little bit too early. Mm. Let's redouble forces, think about this, and do it smart next time. Yeah. So we're we thinking maybe five, six years total. Mm. Yeah. That sounds about right to me. So let's say the whole thing's done and dusted by nine, 9.39. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just because in terms of like the first thing I'll do is put it on the timeline, basically. Yeah, yeah, and then you can flesh out the skeleton panel. Trying to remember half. I have to remember what we've said. You'll be able to listen back to it. Yeah. Um, 
939 AOU. There we go. Okay, and it ends with... Um, so we're, we're going to end it with a, a member of the Inaran family on the throne, which leads to the family still being on the throne um, at our current current time. Mm-hmm. Be, I, I, in my mind, I think it would be... I don't know whether they put a queen on the throne or a king. I mean, it's not too important, really. No, it's it's kind of whoever has the best claim at that point. I mean, if we've said that the previous royal family had fallen. Well, that was kind of the end of the dynasty, as it were. Yeah, like he so, was the he was the only son of of the, of the correct. Sense at that point, again, whether or not it was initially done, maybe that's when the Explorers Guild or or some historian could step forward and be like, well, actually, this family, if we go back this far. You guys have actually got a claim, and you weren't legitimate because this those guys actually were ahead of you. But now they're gone. You're you're kind of the guys. Yeah, I was kind of thinking it would be. Yeah, I mean, no, that works. I like that. I, I in my head, I was kind of thinking it would be a thing of like, will they win the war? And there's sort of a general kind of acclamation of like, well, there's definitely nobody left from the king's side of thing. The you know the poisoned king's side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, his his queen was a member of this family so even though it's you know even though they they technically as a family weren't on the throne a member of theirs was married to the king Mm -hmm. so even though it's sort of not a direct line sort of thing on like the um the crown side of things it's it's like you know after six years of war it's pretty much close enough for most people yeah, everybody's tired of people dying and kings and queens being replaced. Yeah. It's just kind of like, all right, that's fine. It fits. Just, just <laughs> let's get back to being peaceful and liking yeah. each other again. Just let me go back to my farm, please. God's sake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, and we well, we can decide. I, I don't know. It'd be kind kind of fun to have a queen on the throne there, wouldn't it? Because maybe it's no, the maybe she's the sister of the one who was poisoned. Hmm. Yeah. That's apt. Yeah. Okay. Apt, I say. Apt. <laughs> um, could go even further and say it was their twin sister. I, I have no thought on that one no, way or the other. Yeah, you no, can, you yeah. can add that little uh, extra <laughs> no, bit of flavor if you feel like you want to. This is just me throwing in random details to annoy, annoy myself for later on when I have to type it out. <laughs> but, um, and then, like, because this always happens, I, go like, I always go like, yeah, that'd be cool, we'll do that. And then when I go to type it, I realize I've like, I haven't really thought through some of the stuff and like it doesn't really work like timeline wise or something or whatever. Okay, well no, it, it's yeah, it's a sibling. Let's just say it's a sibling and then they were leading the um the forces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go with that. Whatever. Yeah, cool. Like <laughs> okay, well there's always I feel like there's it's another thing the, these larger conflicts like we got the demon war where we've got maybe a couple of things fleshed out, but other than that it's just like it's a it's a fertile ground to come up with new stories and things, basically. Yeah, there's a lot of space to play. Um, so yeah, I mean, we don't need to come up with like <laughs> the name of the battles or anything right now. Just to fu- just suffice to say, we've got a six year span there where we can say there was a civil war going on here between the north and the south. We know there was yeah. a battle near the beginning. We know who the people in it were. We know what the result was, and we know why it happened. So yeah. here's a, here's a six year span. Go hog wild, sort of thing. You know. There you go. That's that, and that's the podcast, pretty there much. There you go. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that is pretty much. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I, I unless you have, you've got anything else you want to you want to spin on this, I'm pretty happy with the um what we've come up with. Yeah, no, I, I think we've we've come up with enough. There's there's more than enough fodder and what have you. And 
there's still space even with within what we've said to sort of add little bells and whistles and bits and pieces should we need to go back to it in some way shape or form or mm. want to add to it for sure. at some point there's yeah. no reason not to be able to do that so yeah i mean we touched on like the dwarves staying out of it there's plenty of fertile ground there for like individual like little houses to have their own stories as to like why they joined each side or whatever they, they could were... have spent the entire time just debating it in the mountain. Just that there, there were two sides. They did kind of want to be involved, <laughs> but they just spent the whole time arguing about it instead of fighting. And if, when they finally came out, having decided what they'd done, the war was over. The next set of kings, it, it, like the, the next <laughs> dynasty, was in place. And they were like, "Oh, um, I, I guess we'll go back to the." I like if it, it was a thing. That's kind of like the Ents in um, Lord of the Rings. But like, yeah, yeah that this this didn't directly threaten the dwarves, so they were like, okay, well, we'll put it to debate. But there's quite a few things on the agenda before that, so we'll get back to you. And they finally, <laughs> they finally come out, and go, right, well, we've decided we're going to throw in with the uh, the uh, Anarans of the south. We think they have the better claim, and by that point, like the war's over. Like, yeah. I, I do like fantasy bureaucracy because it can be that it's, <laughs> it's mostly just that people are either so distant from what's going on or so completely overpowered compared to what's going on that they're just kind of go oh, it's, it's happening around me but i don't really need to really give it my attention the way that other people are <laughs> well the other thing of that as well is the um uh, that's in like contrast to the stuff we've said i've sort of said about the demon war stuff which is in that case the dwarves were directly threatened so they responded quickly <clears throat> so this could maybe yeah, be like was... something that we've got as a bit of like a kind of trait of like if they're not directly opposed they're perfectly happy to let things run their course a little bit yeah, yeah. They, they wouldn't nobody within dwarven culture would admit it but quietly there was some subtext of like well the last time we did it is because we had to and these guys are having their fight and they're calling on us yeah yeah and we'll show willing we'll we'll send the raven back and say yes we'll as soon as we've figured it out we'll be with you yeah but we're <laughs> for this entire time yeah, <laughs> we yeah. don't really want to have a fight over it <laughs> yeah Cool. Okay. Uh, well, I think that's that's a convenient spot to to end this today. But um, yeah, thanks thanks for joining me for this. As always, indeed, my pleasure as always. Yeah. And as I said at the beginning, we're going to be having some uh, news for you all very very soon, hopefully, um, about the uh, start of our next uh, proper D and D campaign type thing. Um, <laughs> as I said, I know we've we've been kind of. Um, throwing a lot of uh, what would normally be bonus episodes at you for the last month or two. But uh, hey, the world's uh, a bit crazy right now. So what are you yeah. going to do? Um, so yeah, thanks so much for listening, as always. Uh, you can always find us um, uh, uh, on our social media pages on uh, Twitter and Facebook. We are at Pretend With Dice. Uh, come and find us on our Discord server as well. The link to that is uh, on our uh, Twitter bio, and it is also now on the About page on our uh, Podbean site at pretendingwithdice.podbean.com. I think that's the site. I, I believe so. Yeah. I feel like I should know I, that. I've been site for quite some time. I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I have it. to type it into the description every time I'm, I make an episode, so I feel like I should be right. Yeah, yeah pretendingwithdice.podbean.com. Um, yeah, and the About page there, there's links to all of our stuff. So. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, I think. Um, so, yes, uh, we will see you all very soon. As I say, keep your eyes peeled for that uh, news on our next D&D thing. We'll be back with some more story episodes very shortly. So, uh, yeah, see you all later. Bye-bye.